Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative, conservative radio of the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Okay, and welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are we talking about this evening? Well, we start the show with the Founding Fathers quote, the Looney Tooney Global Warming Report, because we didn't get to it, space the final frontier, why do we want to get contact with aliens? Medical madness and a Second Amendment report, if we get to it. Color me skeptical. We never get to all of it, thankfully. Well, can't say never. A couple of times we ran out. Oh. All right. A founding father's quote from MarksQuotes.com. An honorable peace is and always was my first wish. I can take no delight in the effusion of human blood. But if this war should continue, I wish to have the most active part in it. John Paul Jones's letter to Governor Morris, September the 2nd, 1782. One of my favorite founding fathers. And I just love John Paul Jones. He was a maniac. Uh, yeah, he was a colorful character. Well, I mean, even in battle, I, you and I described a couple of his battles. He just would not give up. <laughs> There's no such thing as give up in a, in a ship battle until your ship sinks. And he, his ship was sinking. He still wasn't giving up. <laughs> sinking is it sunk? <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, yes, we don't want to be part of a of a war. But if we have to, we will. I think the coolest thing in a movie I ever saw is that uh, he must have got it from one of the pirates who actually did it. <clears throat> but uh, grappled onto the the other ship as its ship was sinking, boarded the ship, took the ship over. Which was a better ship than the one they had. So that was, they didn't expect that. It was like they just came swarming over into the ship and just... That was the battle we described. That was the one we read. The one you're describing. Well, I'm describing a movie. Oh, okay. Well, we read that battle on air. I said it probably came from a real thing. Yeah. But John Paul Jones. I thought it was it was brilliant. It was like, yeah, 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 my ship's sinking. You think you won? Ha. Huh. 
Yep. That's when he used the Marines, too, to shoot, 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 shoot. That's what all... Oh, no. Board, board, board. Not shoot, shoot, shoot. Shooting starts, and then you then you have to get to the other ship quick. But that's what the Marines' job are. But did John Paul Jones have Marines? Yes. I thought, no. Not when he was a privateer. No, no, no. When he became a... Um, oh, when he joined commander. the Navy. Yeah. When he was recruited. I'm talking about when he was just a pirate. No. That's how he got that's all how I like. That's how I like John Paul Jones, the pirate. I don't want him in my Navy. I want him to be a pirate. Go. He was a pirate in your Navy. No. He was either a pirate, which made him a privateer, or he was part of the Navy. He was part of the Navy. But he was a privateer before that and a pirate. Before. Right. I said he should have never joined. He should have never helped us in the revolution. He was helping us greatly on the high seas by attacking ships before they ever got anywhere near us. He did the same thing in the Navy. No, then you have you have to go into fleet. You have to have. Uh, oh no, no! He was a ren. I told you he was a renegade. He ended up not even being buried here in the United States of America. We did this whole story. You don't remember this? We did the whole story of John Paul Jones. I don't remember. I probably read it three or four times, and I don't remember. Yeah, he was. He ended up uh, being disgraced because. They had deep state, state back then because too. he was no because he was being a pirate right when he was part of the navy and he's not allowed to do that yeah and George Washington went to bat for him too so he just said screw it and I would have just said just leave the guy alone <laughs> let him blow up ships and leave him alone I, I'm serious I just just let him do what he does just let him go to the high seas and be a pirate we don't need another commander of the fleet and besides that that messes up his whole. King, he he doesn't have a command of fleet. He's a pirate. He's he a single didn't. ship. He didn't. He only had a single ship. Yeah, Gosh, but, I can't believe you don't remember the story. But then he has to command that ship under the direction of the United oh, States no, they, Navy. They let him go. They let them go back then. They didn't. They didn't have the same rules of engagement that we had. I mean, George Washington. Well, you have to, put to have up. fleet engagements. I mean, you you can't just have people doing whatever they want. There's a commander. I Usually still, an I admiral. I can't believe you don't remember the story. I don't believe that just because we read a story, you think it's the whole story. I'm telling you facts. I don't. I don't. I don't really care about what you're saying. This is how it was back then. I understand. And but he I, should have been left alone and not in the fleet. But I do the women of the revolution, and we did John Hall Jones as Good, well. Good. I'm glad you did. But he shouldn't. Have, he's not the kind of guy I want in my fleet. Well, George Washington. That's not his skill set. His skill set is hunt and kill. George Washington's navy commander wanted him. So. I know because he's a great captain, but is he as useful as a captain in a? In a formation, or is he better off as a pirate? No, he was, because he actually took the battle all the way over to, to England and invaded an England port. You don't remember this? I do, that, <laughs> but that's not part of the... He was not doing that as part of the U.S. Navy. You get, Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. They would not... They can't do that. He did it as... Uh, he did it as a captain of a ship, a privateer. That's a anyway, story. I'll look it up. It has to do with declarations of war and everything else. Very complicated crap, even back then. It's amazing. Back then, in times of monarchy and colonization, they still hold these international laws and rules. and We didn't create them. They were already there. But uh, but he was he excelled at thinking outside the box. That's why I was, that's why I always liked him. He. Uh, a lot like me. I, I don't, although I am capable of, I went to military school for two years and 
actually was on the drill team. So I'm capable of precise, you know, working with other people and that stuff. I prefer to be left, let go though. Uh, that's just me, but I'm quite capable. I guess, I guess he was too. Uh, you know, I felt, I fell right into line in military school. I enjoyed it. I excelled at it. I didn't think I would, but the real military is another story. Don't get me started on that. Cause they, the, my time in the air force really put me off of military service. All right. Well, I have something, an introduction to this part. Okay, push the button. And of course, that means it's time for the Looney Tooney Global Warming Report from World Lit Daily. Now, global warming activists, do they still call it global warming? It's not warming. Why are they called, Why is anyone saying global warming? It, it, it's not happening. It's cooling. But they're getting, those activists are getting serious. They're warning that the climate change they say mankind is causing could threaten the supply of beer. Boy, they're desperate. They're going, they're going, they're going right there yep. for beer. That's designed to reach the flyover people, if you haven't figured that out. This is their new ploy. Because they think we're all stupid. And it's amazing. They should stop projecting. They're ignorant. They're just ignorant people. That's all there is. A study published by the journal Nature notes beer is the most popular alcoholic beverage in the world by volume consumed. And yield, uh, yields of its <clears throat> main ingredient, barley, declined sharply in periods of extreme drought and heat. Um, we don't have that. Could you people go away already? You're literally saying something that you gave up on years ago. You changed it to climate change from global warming because there's no global warming. But now you use the term climate change, but you're pointing to global warming desertification, etc. Uh, none of this is happening. It's just another cycle in the weather. I'd like to point out the whole breadbasket of the United States once upon a time was the Dust Bowl and it had nothing to do with humans. And it will be a Dust Bowl again. You know how I know? Much like women, nature's a bitch. It has a cycle and that's the end of it. You got to deal with it. Anyway, going after beer is just a low blow. I mean, really? Go, if that's trying to reach the people you hate most in the, in the United States of America. All us flyover staters. Well, I'm a flyover stater, but I bet I've lost you quite a few votes, Stephen Gratz. Going after beer. That's just ridiculous. <clears throat> Quote, although the frequency and severity of drought and heat extremes increase substantially in range of future climate scenarios by five earth system models we can stop there that phrase already tells you it is computer generated crap in crap out they they created the computer program 
the models are created by assumption. In other words, if you input this and this, the programmer tells the computer you will output this. Therefore, you can make the computer say whatever the hell you want. Sorry. Their computer models are so wonderful. Can they get my weather right tomorrow, please? Because I'd like to make some plans for tomorrow on whether I'm going to do something I can do outside or not. It'd be nice to know, but every time I check the weather, it changes. I go to sleep. It looks good. I wake up. It's snowing. This is, this is the people who want to tell you what's going to happen 100 years in the future. You know what? When you start talking about 100 years, I'm done listening already. Nobody can predict the future. These models are like the same models they use to, to do day, day uh, stock trading. And how many day stock traders go under? A lot at most, yes. Computer models are crap in, crap out. They, if the computer can't think on its own, you got to tell it what to think. And if you're telling it what to think, you're telling it what the outcome's going to be. And therefore, the outcome's what you want. Not real. It's not pure. It's not independent. Computers are dependent on programmers at this time. There is no viable artificial intelligence. And if it was, they would be controlling it to the point it broke free and telling it what to say anyway. Look, the guy who created the International Panel on Climate Change for the United Nations said, I hope that this group brings about global socialism. So the point is ideological politics, not science, not nature, not squat. It's about trying to get you, and they do this, if you've been paying attention, they've been doing trying things over and over and over and over, every every, every time. And now they've latched onto this, and they, they know they have a winner here because too many countries are ready to go. It's just America and maybe China and India getting in the way. The real polluters are China and India, not the United States of America. So we really shouldn't have to do anything. Let's let the other nations catch up to us. How about you say that? And I'm done with all this. There is no such thing as man-made climate change, global warming, etc., Man, how arrogant do you have to be to think we can change the whole global environment? These left-wing cokes know full well what they're spouting is nonsense. No, not the idiots that buy into it, the people that are saying it, the so-called scientists. There's no consensus, and there never is in science. There's more people, more scientists, climate scientists came out against this than came out for it, because... They had to sue them in court to have their names removed from the IPCC uh, report. They told them, take my name off this. Because everyone kind of played a compartmentalized thing. So they didn't know what they were working on. Once that climate change crap came out, all these scientists that worked on it said, uh-uh, I want my name off that. And they wouldn't do it. So they had to go public. They had to do a lawsuit. All because they they said that is junk science. There is nothing to indicate man-made global climate change. Nothing.
It's it's false. Oh, it's fake science. Okay, so anyway, five Earth system modules. Uh, the be- the vulnerability of beer supply to such extremes has never been assessed. The scientists said we can make our own beer. Thank you. They evaluated uh, the effects of concurrent drought and extre- heat extremes projected under a range of future climate scenarios. We find that these extreme events may cause substantial decreases in barley yields worldwide. Sorry to say, you know what's called who ha- who has caused barley yield to decrease? Ethanol. Barley and wheat farmers switched over to corn because ethanol made corn a much more lucrative crop. So they're, that decreases the amount of barley and wheat available. That increases its price, etc., etc., and on it goes. But if it wasn't for the government involvement, it wouldn't be a problem. Again, stop feeding machines and start feeding people. Average yield losses range from 3% to 17%, depending on the severity of the conditions. Again, the conditions be political here. Decreases in the global supply of barley lead to proportionally larger decreases in barley used to make beer, and ultimately result in dramatic regional decreases in beer consumption. For example, negative 32% in Argentina, and increases in beer prices, for example, plus 193% in Ireland. Really? What's in the United States of America? I'm only about it's like zero. The researchers said that while not the most concerning impact of future climate change, climate-related weather extremes may threaten the availability and economic accessibility of beer. And here in America, we know the entrepreneurial spirit. We'll make our own beer if this is such a problem. We'll grow our own barley if this is such a problem. If the government got it away, people are already producing their own alcohol. Courthouse News reports the study was conducted with financial support from the UK, that's already suspect, Economic and Social Research Council, Natural Environment Research Council, that is a left-wing kook group, and British Academy, oh, the ones that were caught sale on the emails, yeah, and Philip Leverhulme Prize. I suppose we're supposed to know who Philip Leatherhume Prize is. <clears throat> I have no idea, nor do I care. The researchers, the report notes, are from East Anglia University in Norwich, England. Did you all miss the East Anglia University email scandal? This is where it came from. Where they were saying, they're making things up because it's a political agenda to bring about global socialism. This is East Anglia, right here. They're still at it. Why does anyone listen to them? They've already outed themselves as fake scientists. The home of some of the world's leading global warming scientists. Yeah, because they're they're leading the hoax. It's a hoax. Don't buy into it, ladies and gentlemen. It is a hoax. 
Increasingly, research has begun to project the impacts of climate change on world food production. Really, I think really what's happening to the honeybee is the problem. Focusing on staple crops such as wheat, maize, soybean, and rice, said lead UK author Dabo Guan. Well, here's something. Stop killing all the pollinators and you'll produce more food. However, if adaptation efforts prioritize necessities, climate change may undermine the availability, stability, and access to quote-unquote luxury goods to a greater extent than staple foods, Guan said. Well, good. We don't need luxury goods. They're luxurious. We only need what we need. The researchers said they looked at 34 regions and then made models of the barley during extreme climate events. They made the models. Did you hear that? They made it. Whoever programs the computer controls the outcome. The computer does not think for itself. It is it is not starting. During the most severe climate events, study results indicate global beer consumption would decline by 16%. I think the world could live with doing out beer for 16% of the population. I think that's not a big deal. Not that it's going to happen, but it's not a big deal. It may happen. Again, the Dust Bowl's going to happen because it already happened, which means it's going to happen again. Or 29 billion liters, roughly equal to the total annual beer consumption in the United States. And beer prices would double on average. Even in less severe extreme events, beer consumption drops by 4% and prices rise by 50%, according to the data the report said. Yeah, but here we can make our own beer, so go pound cent. I don't care. And again, you're talking 4% and 50% and trying to scare people. That's that's pretty low percent. It's not a hundred percent, you know. I mean, can you give me a break with the the sky is falling crap? I don't understand people nowadays. We grew up with that that whatever that person was running around saying the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and the sky was never falling, and the sky never fell. That's an old cartoon from when I was a kid. And you adults don't get it. They're screaming, the sky's falling, so give up your sovereignty to the one world government. That's what they're saying. The sky isn't falling. Look up. And God would let the sky to fall unless he wanted it. And that would depend on you, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not spiritual, it's time to get spiritual. If we don't bring this country back away from this secularism and back to God, God-fearing nation, things are only going to get worse. Wow. <clears throat> anyway, it may be argued that consuming less beer isn't itself disastrous and may even have health benefits. No, actually, beer has health benefits. Nevertheless, there is little doubt that for millions of people around the world, the climate impacts on beer availability and price will add insult to injury, Gowan said. In America, we understand how to adapt. 
some of us, anyway. Well, that Daily reported last week, Harvard researchers found that the transition to wind or solar power in the U.S. would require up to 20 times more land than previously thought. Yeah, no kidding. Probably 20, more than 20 times more than previously thought. Because they were falsely written by pseudoscientists. Oh, oh that's the same thing as saying fake science, if you didn't know. It's a scientific term, pseudo. You can look it up. And they found that if such large-scale wind farms were built, they would warm average surface temperatures over the continental U.S. by 0.25 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is, Fahrenheit. You'll have to look it up. I know zero is equal to freezing. In July, a United Nations official called for an arc to save the world from global warming. Are you feeling warmth? Uh, you know, we have snow. We have snow up here already. It's still on the ground. And it's still cold. It's still the highest we got is like high 30s today. No, it was warmer than that. Oh, maybe 40s. But that's the warmest it's been for a week. Anyway, um, thankfully, we're looking for some regular fall weather coming up here uh, for us. Instead of more global warming, which is what we call snow. Again, we already have snow. It's too early. We already had really, we had below temperatures for weeks. Below temperatures for weeks. Below not above, not global warming, global cooling. Oh, but that's climate change. Make up your mind. You keep changing the label. That's climate change. Yes, climate changes. It's supposed to change. It's what climate does. I don't get it. What's the problem? Oh, my God. We're going to get in the ark. Okay, who gets to go in the ark? I'm just curious. They're not going to cover that, I bet. They should. What, when, where, how, and why. Uh, who wants? Who gets to go in the ark that they're going to create? All the big progs. They're going to save all the. They're the biggest minds in the world. They're progressives. They're morons. Patricia Espinosa, the executive secretary of the United Nations Climate Change. No, it's IPCC. There's no UN Climate Change. That that's not an actual group was speaking at a conference at the Vatican hosted by Popeye Francis, the anti-pope. I'm adding, climate, I always add, just get used to it. Climate change skeptic Marco Morano of the Climate Deposit noted, Espinoza urged the world to make the fundamental transformative changes necessary to fight Global warming! Who does that sound like, ladies and gentlemen? Fundamental transformative changes. Who does that sound like? Obama. That's right. Baracus Obamanus. Same rhetoric. The Vatican's international conference was titled 
saving our common home and the future of life on Earth, run by crazy progressives in the Catholic Church, which makes them evil on top of that. I think all progressives are evil, mostly. Yeah. I just hope you women will never vote for Hitler, Rotten, Clinton, the Butcher, Benghazi anymore. After she asked, should Bill have stepped down over the molestation of Monica Lewinsky? She said no. And went on to make an argument that isn't worth remembering. What? Where's the Me Too movement? Basically, she just said, oh, the Me Too movement's great for everybody but Bill. B.J. Clinton. Think about it. But with that, we'll go to a break. It's the Uncoffin Radio Show. You stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. To the Red State Cafe. My name's Darla. You ready to order, sweetie? Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right? They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar? Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It is by the time Chef Earl is done with it, honey. Well, how about your chicken fried steak? That's made with free-range chicken, right? Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling. Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet? <laughs> Sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant. If you're suffering from hearing loss, stay tuned for a special offer from the makers of Listen Clear, a revolutionary hearing aid breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Right now, you can try Listen Clear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. Listen Clear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible, too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything, everywhere. So do something about your hearing loss. Call Listen Clear now to get started with your 45-day risk-free hearing aid trial. This special offer won't be available for long, so call Listen Clear now. 800-716-4665. 800-716-4665. We're here 24 hours a day to help. That's 800-716-4665. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-515-6302. That's 800-515-6302. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. 
Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drug alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456. 800-377-1456. 800-377-1456. That's 800-377-1456. Radio show, hour half of one. Oh, good, she gave me coffee. I've got a little energy. It's gonna crash. I know it's gonna go because she's not giving me any more. It's gonna crash. <sighs> Wait for it. Where are we? Um, oh, yeah, the Vatican and global warming and BS and you don't need borders and we're all one people, man. And it feels good to do it. And I keep going with this, this crap that the left believes in. Common home and the future of life on earth. If we truly want to make fundamental, yeah, I'm reading this twice on purpose because I get through the whole thing. Fundamental transformative changes necessary to combat climate change. Perhaps what we need then is a, not a physical arc, but an arc of ambition for hashtag climate action. Oh, God, they have a new hashtag. They constantly relabel themselves and their ideology. She said in a tweet, Espinosa echoed former UN climate chief Cristiana Figueres reported Morano. Who gives a crap about South American bullshit? Sorry, but there's nothing good that happens south of our border. Figueroa has called for centralized transformation that will make things very different for life on the planet. Really? You can't run a country and you're going to tell me how to run a planet? Wow. Aren't women special? They sure think a lot of themselves, don't they? I mean, really, you think you have the answers to the life on the planet. You're too stupid to realize that everything you learned is nonsense. Oh, my God. Yeah, it'll make things very different for life on the planet. We all will suffer greatly. We'll all become serfs. There'll all be a ruling class. There will be no mobility. There will be no middle or any. It'll be poor and the ruling class, just like it used to be in monarch times. This is what they want back because they truly believe that certain people are born with a gift to lead people better than they could lead themselves. 
pretty arrogant, don't you think? <laughs> uh, narcissists just float into politics. It's just the way it goes. All right, Espinosa said, Don't cry for me, Argentina. You're in a mood. I want to begin by discussing a narrative uh, that is common to many cultures and faith communities throughout the world. It's the story of the Great Flood that took place long ago. Yes, but God ordered the ark built. Not man. Not you, Espinoza. And not some South, in other words, social justice warrior. All poor people like social justice. It means they get extra stuff and the rest of us get less stuff. Anyway, throughout the world, it's the story of the Great Flood that took place. While different cultures tell it in different ways, most outline how humankind not only had warning... That rising waters were coming, but that those warnings were ignored. Okay, there was no scientist back then warming of rising oceans. There was nobody that even thought about it. There was just God talking to Noah, you dumb bitch! I am sick and tired of women suddenly feeling they're so superior morally and intellectually. When most of the ones that come forward with this nonsense are intellectual midgets oh women know we need a matriarchal society <laughs> everywhere that's ever been dried was a gigantic disaster are you kidding me first of all women are more prone to acting out to perceived insult than men are that's a fact you can, that's a scientific fact you can look that up but it's also, if you know anything about women and men, you know women are different than men, and yeah, they don't have that skill set. There's a reason. That's not the place they're supposed to be, as far as God's concerned. They have a different skill set. Their skill set is to bring forth the future of mankind. Why isn't that good enough? You think a job's more important than the future of mankind? Really? I suggest women start to rethink things in the coming days because things are going to be changing, unfortunately, for the worse. Now, let me be clear. I don't propose we begin building an ark. At least not a physical one. Well, don't do intellectual because the Muslims are coming and they just burn things to the ground, like the great repository of knowledge in the Library of Alexandria, which they burnt to the ground with all knowledge within of the whole world. That's how wonderful Islam is. Now, I know this woman's going to piss me off even more as this goes on. Uh, I really... Uh, at least not a physical one, but it's hard to ignore some parallels with today. Every day we are seeing evidence of climate change. No, we're not. And it's devastating impacts on populations around the globe. No, we're not. My ears to the ground. Man, I am listening to all news from all over the world all the time, every day. And you know what I've heard about this? Nothing. 
I'm tired of talking about this nonsense that's supposed to make us subservient to an international government. It's the only purpose of this man-made global climate change crap. That's the goal. Get with it. Catch on. Stop being knee-jerk. Look it up. Get more information. If you do, you find out they're full of propaganda and that's not science. Every day. Do you see the evidence of climate change every day, Susan? And it's devastating impacts on population around the globe. We're at 7,000 feet in the Rocky Mountains. Why am I not just bathing in sunlight and warmth? Because it's not going to happen. Look, it's cyclical. It was warmer in medieval times than it has been during the times they keep claiming where we're going to warm. But even they had to back off for that and go with a different name because they were not warming at all. But then they fell back into it again. I don't understand who decides climate change uh, or uh, global warming or climate chaos. Remember that one? Uh, and they're back to global warming. Well, if they gave up on that and began to find new labels, how come they're back? I have no idea because nothing's warming. Oh, but there's there's these storms. There's always storms. Look in history. Look at newspaper clippings I have. Trust me, there's been worse storms that have hit landfall. And it has nothing to do with man-made anything. Although the... Climate does change, including in temperature, etc. Again, it's on a cyclic. It's cyclical. I, you know, ask God, pray more, because He's the only one that knows what cycle He created. But it is a cycle; it repeats itself over and over again. There's no reason to panic. Wow, she said. He said, she said, climate change. All right, I'm going to stop there. It's a stupid thing to say by so-called intelligent enough to be a scientist. She said, climate change, the word response to it, raises larger questions about who we are. How is that science? Scientists don't think about that. They're not politicians. They just do science, they write their papers, they give it to people, people make up their own minds, and that's the way it works. This is this is like, they're telling us what to do, literally. You must change your whole life. No, I don't. I'm not going to kiss my backside. I am a tree hugger that lives in nature. I am surrounded by nature. I love nature. I don't give a crap about this climate change nonsense. It's politics pure and simple. So, it raises a larger question about who we are. Now, no one's ever said that about climate change before, right? You might remember years ago, other people said the same thing. Uh, Now the talking point's been regurgitated. Who we are, why we are here, and where we're collectively going. I hope you're collectively going to Mars. <laughs> well, I just read an article. They want to send NASA wants to send people to Venus in little floating ships that float on clouds. 
Send them anywhere. <laughs> Send them to planet 80254, the one that is a class uh, whatever planet <laughs> supposed to support life. Send their backsides up there. Let them play with their idiosity and destroy their own lives without affecting the rest of us. Anyway. And then we'll go check, like, 100 years later and see if anybody's left. Because I truly believe that they would end up eating each other. Okay. Do you want to move on? <laughs> Have you no, I bashed? do not. I want to, I want to bathe in this. Because people need a smack upside the head and a reboot. Because they're not thinking clearly. And you know who I'm speaking to right now, right? Global climate change is junk science. Don't ever give up liberty for anything. Franklin was scared. Don't give up liberty for security. You're doing this is again. I want to be secured from the environment. I'll give you anything. Oh, yeah, that's what they thought when they came up with this. Dumbass. It's time to stop being a moron and start getting an education. Get off the alphabet news and get into the internet and learn something. I'm starting to sound like that guy from NCIS. Go go forth and learn something. Well, that daily reported last year when Figueres was in Germany for a climate summit and laughed off questions about her call. For globally centralized planning structure. Oh, see, I told you, here comes the true agenda. Moreno said he asked her about her message to President Trump and her own calls for a U.S. quote-unquote centralized transformation. That is going to make life, uh, life of everyone on the planet very different. Yeah. Miserable. She laughed. Blogger Tom Nelson recalled that in 2012, she said of her work, it is the most inspiring job in the world because what we are doing here is we are inspiring government, private sector, and civil society to make the biggest transformation that they have ever undertaken. The most frightening words ever state said out loud i i these people look at all these politicians getting elected democrat socialists get elected from the democrats card carried democratic socialist party and they're spouting this nonsense how did we get here Well, I've told you over and over and over, and I'll keep telling you over and over and over again uh, when I when I feel like it. But it's time for you to think, why have we gotten here, and how the hell can we get out of here? Because this isn't a good place for our country. The Industrial Revolution was also a transformation, but it was natural transformation. It was It wasn't forced by government. But it wasn't a guided transformation. Oh, she agrees with me. <laughs> From a centralized policy perspective, this UN Climate Change Action is a centralized transformation that is taking place because governments have decided 
that they need to listen to science. No, 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 you don't get to say that. They have to listen to you pointy-headed idiots uh, that are spouting propaganda. This is not science. Nothing about this resembles science. Science is something that can be recreated under the same conditions. If I don't use their computer model, it's not going to come out the same now, is it? Man, I hate this centralized word. Centralized power is evil and bad. Remember this. Say it to yourself over and over again all day long. Centralized power is evil. Centralized power is evil. Centralized power is evil. And if we can come to that grand understanding, we can get rid of even this central. It's better than all the governments. Well, don't care. It's not the government we're supposed to have. We can get rid of it and get back to it. But it takes the people to be educated. There's no other way to do it. There's no shortcut, Mark Levin. There's no convention of states that's going to make it happen. You can put more words in the Constitution. They're not going to listen. They'll spin it. What are you going to do about it? Add more words? Have another convention of states? Again, the only reason I have a convention of states is for repeals only. Other than that, it's disastrous. Because Mark Levin's book is disastrous. The Liberty Amendments were disastrous to our republic. Complete, it would foment a change away from our republic for all, until we can fix it again and amend it further. I'm going to say this again. Don't listen to lawyers. They get confused. All right. <clears throat> Global warming activist Al Gore told an audience in 2009 that the entire North Polar ice cap during some of the summer months could be completely ice-free within the next five or seven years. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I've been laughing at Al Gore for so many years. It's hard not to anymore. The Green Goblin. He also predicted increasing temperatures would cause Earth's oceans to rise by 20 feet. A claim many scientists say is utterly without rational basis. Of course it isn't. All of it isn't rational basis. The whole thing is designed to get us to agree to give up all our wealth and energy to the rest of the world so that we can all be equally suffering together. No one will suffer less than anybody else except the elites, which will have everything they want while rationing our basic needs of subsistence daily. Is that what you want, ladies and gentlemen? Because that's what's going to happen. Hey, have you ever have you ever stood on a cheese line? I have. As a kid, my uncle Lou sent me to go. He wouldn't stand on the cheese line. He sent me to go stand on the cheese line to get free government cheese, my brick of, our brick of American cheese that we got for free. This is what they wanted to return us to, except there's no other way to make money. In other words, you can't get a job, so you don't need the government cheese. No, you're stuck with the government cheese, and you're going to like it. 
And he want, if that's the life you want, all you have to do is look at the history of Russia, the history of China, the history of Cuba, or the recent history of Venezuela. These people want a Venezuelan type of government. Okay, let's look at Venezuela. How wonderful is that? There you flamingos. Well, there's probably no flamingos left by no, this time. No, there's not. There's not. I'm just saying, they're starving to death. They're marching. They're being butchered when they march. Yeah, when they march. They attacked the military, attacked them, and killed hundreds and hundreds of them. They're uh, out of baby milk. People are, have a black market breast milk <laughs> organization. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's because, never mind. Formula, you're thinking of. Yeah, formula is either too expensive. Or not there. Or not there. So now they have a breast In all the free places where you get the free stuff, it's not there. Toothbrushes aren't there. Toothpaste isn't there. The basic necessity of life is not there. I've seen the shelves recorded by somebody that went down there and wanted to make a pro-Cuban video. And ended up making an anti-Cuban video. When he saw the misery and he talked to people... Eric the dog hanging out, sitting sitting in the park, hanging out with each other, drinking. No plans to benefit their life. There's no way to benefit their lives. There's no upward mobility. They're stuck and stagnant, and so they just sit around and drink because the one thing that the communist uh, repositories always have is plenty of alcohol. It placates the people. All right. So anyway, it's 2009 to 2018. It's nine years. We're still around. He said it's (laughs) five to seven years. The northern polar ice cap would be completely ice-free, which is untrue. It hasn't happened. It has receded a little bit, but the northern ice cap has increased. Life's all about balance, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to get mentally balanced instead of imbalanced. Don't worry about things you can't change. Worry about the things you can change and change them. Yes, I changed this. This is my statement. I wasn't repeating a a thing on a plaque. This is this is an update. You need to you, you need to get out and change things. You can change things in your schools, you can change things in your local government right now tomorrow. Do it. Because unless somebody does it, we're never going to get to the point where we get control of the national government. One government at a time, but I got to go to break. It's the Uncooperative Radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Please give a warm welcome to Nobel Peace Prize recipient, Vice President Al Gore. The earth is a precious thing Because of man, it's warming 
Earth's temperature has risen half a degree higher. So obviously the world will soon be a ball of fire. Our whole world will be a burning ball of fire. Polar bears drown, drown as the seas get higher. As it burns, burns, burns the earth on fire. The taste of fame is sweet. Without this gig, who'd listen to me? So change your ways, every man and child. Oh, before the fire goes wild, our whole world will be a burning ball of fire. Polar bears drown, drown as the seas get higher. As it burns, 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 the earth on fire, a ball of fire. Our whole world will be a burning ball of fire. Polar bears drown, drown as the seas get higher. As it burns, 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 the earth on fire, a ball of fire. who got rich on his own. Nobody. You built a factory up there, good for you. But I want to be clear, you moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You uh, were safe in your factory because of police forces and fire forces that the rest of us paid for. You didn't have to worry that marauding bands would come and seize everything at your factory and hire someone to protect against this because of the work the rest of us did. Now look, you built a factory and it turned into something terrific or a great idea. God bless. Keep a big hunk of it. But part of the underlying social contract is you take a hunk of that and pay forward for the next kid who comes along. Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.soldiersangels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, they send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia, who serve by our soldiers' side in Iraq. Soldiers' Angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today, or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org.
This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Back to the Aquabrive Radio Show, Hour Two. All right, well, I'm partially back. Anyway, moving on from that, tired of talking about global nonsense as junk science. It's fake science. Be done with it. Most science is fake. Understand that. Scientists get paid for the outcome of their results. Not for just doing the work, just science. It's got to be science that comes out, the outcome that the person that pays for it wants it to come out for. That's the science we have today. This is junk, fake science. End of conversation. I don't care. You think global warming is a problem? Go ahead, put a bunch of solar panels on the roof. Uh, I don't know, get a solar oven and cook your stuff. Just don't tell me how to live. And yeah, and leave the rest of us alone. You do what you can do to make a difference, okay? And what you perceive as a problem. But the rest of us don't perceive it as a problem because we're rational. Well, you're not done with this yet. This next this next article's going to maybe make your ears bleed. Well, it's going to screw up the UN to no end. <laughs> From WAPO! Insects. Around the world are in crisis. According to a small but growing number of long term studies showing dramatic declines in invertebrate populations, a new report suggests that the problem is more widespread than scientists realize. Maybe it's because the end times are coming and uh, God's purging the planet. A new report suggests that the problem is more widespread than realized. Huge numbers of bugs have been lost in a pristine national forest in Puerto Rico. Are you sure they weren't eating because people are starving down there? Uh, you know, that's another thing, too. That They had that humongous uh, hurricane they were not ready for in any way, shape, or form. And they're doing the study in Puerto All Rico. Right, let's start. They had no infrastructure to begin with. I know. Then the, it... it See, but that's not how it's portrayed. It's portrayed that the storm took out everything. Their power grid and their infrastructure was non-existent before the storm even hit. There was no way to move supplies into out of out of the city capital and into other places. That was the problem: moving goods. Now we find out all the corruption that goes on. Anywhere progressives are, there's corruption. Okay, we saw what? it where they where the Red Cross in Louisiana st- and the, oh no, Texas. No, it was, 
stole the food off church stoops that were donated, food, clothing, etc., and then went through and threw what they didn't want in a dumpster and kept everything they wanted. There's the workers of the Red Cross you want to give money to. Uh, don't. And, and in other places, it was put in, like, by a government building where they were supposed to... In Puerto Rico. Yeah, in Puerto Rico, back to Puerto Rico, where they were supposed to give it to the people, and instead they just left it sitting there, to rotting rot. in in the container. Really? In the shipping And it's they're trying to blame... Trump for Puerto Rico? Anyway, go back to the insects because North Carolina and South Not Carolina... because they're talking about the same BS. North Carolina and South Carolina, I think it was one of the two, It is ex, was experiencing, I don't know if they still are, like ginormous mosquitoes that people are being hospitalized by being bit by these things. Well, no, they carry diseases now that have been brought but, here I mean, from they're, foreign countries. They're bigger they than a normal here. mosquito. That it was like it all over matter. the news. <laughs> Big mosquitoes are used to do SWAT. They're little mosquitoes. Yeah, but there's like swarms. It was bad down there. Well, that's what Deets for. You're talking to someone that's been swarmed by mosquitoes in Alaska. Florida has nothing on Alaska. What they do have is numerous three different species of mosquito. One from Japan, which is the worst one down there. I hated that some because they they just come and bam, they nail you. You had no, they were fast and there was no way to know what was coming till after they bit. Of course, you killed them after they bit, but still, that's too. I like to get rid of them before that happens. Uh, they were fa- fast and fierce. I, I think they're called. I think they were called tiger mosquitoes. Uh, we had numerous mosquitoes when we were in Florida, too. Susan so forget. Of course, it's easy because it's not the mosquitoes. It's the noceums. It's the yellow flies. It's the horse flies. Everything wants to bite you down there. Snakes. It goes on and on. Uh, your food down there. <laughs> it's like you, th- these things live off you when you move down there. That was... One of the things that was really hard to deal with. But I, I got used to it. I couldn't get used to the suburbanation that was coming to my swamp. All right. <clears throat> Let's move along. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, in 2014... An international team of biologists estimated that in the past 35 years, the absence of invertebrates, such as beetles and bees, has decreased by 45%. In places where long-term insect data are available, mainly in Europe, insect numbers are plummeting. A study last year showed a 76% decrease in flying insects in the past few decades in Germany. German nature preserves. Of course, that's because people don't want to be bit by a bazillion kinds of things, and we do what we can about it. But, okay, let's look at this uh, with some kind of sense. It's Europe. I don't know enough about Europe to figure it out, but Europe is not the United States, and Europe is not the whole rest of the world. So, again, we're going to pick a, a microcosm, a microscopic part of the planet to make a point you can't 
you have to do a widespread research across the whole globe. The UK isn't the United States of America. The UK isn't South and Central America. The UK isn't Africa. I can go on and on. The UK is not the Middle East. The UK is not the Southeast Asian continent. None of that. This is, you don't take a, a small sample of nature to try and make a broad concept in nature. Only thing you could prove is wherever you took that, that's a problem for those bugs, but that's it. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, 49 alert. No. Nah. A study last year showed a 76% decrease in flying insects in the past few decades in Germany nature preserves. Again, uh, Germany's not all that. Anyway, the latest report published Monday in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences shows that this startling loss of insect abundance extends to the Americas. Really? Prove it. The study authors implicate climate change and loss of tropical invertebrate. In other words, they that is their opinion without scientific data. Implicate. That, no, that's not science. This study in PNAS is a real wake-up call, a clarion call, that the phenomena could be much, much bigger. And across many more ecosystems, says David Wagner, an expert in invertebrate conservation at the University of Connecticut, who was not involved with this research, he added, this is one of the most disturbing articles I have ever read. Probably because it's not scientific. And you're not either. You, you expect it to be. You expect it to be. It doesn't mean it is. And it doesn't mean it has any rele relevance to North America. Anyway, Bradford Lister, a biologist at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in New York, has been studying rainforest insects. Oh, my God, New York. That alone makes him a prog. <clears throat> the study uh, has been studying rainforest insects in Puerto Rico since the 1970s. Puerto Rico is the island of enchantment, La Isla del Canto. Then its rainforest is the enchanted forest on the enchanted isle, he said. Birds and Goku frogs thrill beneath the 50-foot-tall emerald canopy. The forest, named El Yinque, is well-protected. Spanish King Alfonso XII claimed the jungle as a 19th-century royal preserve. Decades later, Theodore, I'm a Prague, Roosevelt, made it a national reserve, and El Yinque remains the only tropical rainforest in the national forest system. Went down in 76, 77. Yeah, you owe me an acre of rainforest. I paid for it. 76, 77, mean 1976, 77, expressed to measure the resources. 
the insects and the insectivores in the rainforest, the birds, the frogs, the lizards, Lister said. He came back nearly 40 years later with his colleagues Andreas Garcia, an ecologist at the National Autonomous University of Mexico. What the scientists did not see in their return troubled them. Boy, it was immediately obvious when we went to, into that forest, Lester said. Fewer birds flitted overhead. The butterflies, once abundant, all but vanished. Uh, let me explain why. Because you keep burning down the rainforest, turning it into farmland. Burning down the rainforest, turning it into farmland since uh, the 1980s. You expect more wildlife with less ecosystem? I'm sorry, ecosystem. Garcia Lister once again measured the forest insects and other invertebrates, a group called anthropods, that includes spiders and centipedes. The researchers trapped anthropods on the ground in plates covered with a sticky glue and raised several more plates about three feet into the canopy. The researchers also swept nets over the brush hundreds of times, collecting the critters that crawled through the vegetation. Each technique revealed the biomass. That's the biomass. mass. Uh-oh. The biomass, the dry weight of all captured invertebrates, had significantly decreased from 1976 to the present day. Wow, a lot's happened since 1976. You think? Including Tom, Tom, including uh, Dimmy Jimmy Carter. The sweeps sample biomass decreased to a fourth or an eighth of what it had been. Of course, that means in that specific location, not everywhere. Again, this is not science, it's junk science. Between January 1977 and January 2013, the catch rate in the sticky ground traps fell 60-fold. Everything is dropping, Lister said. The most common invertebrates in the rainforest, the moss, the butterflies, the grasshoppers, the spiders, and others, are all far less abundant. You know, considering all the left-wing idiots involved in just the National Forest Service that has planted fake fur in trees, to keep an area free of people being able to actually access and utilize it. And you you don't get... There is no science. You can't trust scientists. It's fake science. As long as the government's paying and the private interests are paying, then you're not getting science. Holy crap, Wagner said... Of the 60-fold laws. Yeah. And like, they... First of all, this article does not show how they did the first experiment, where they did the first experiment, and how they did their experiment, and where they did it, contrary into the other study. All these things matter. Also, how much of the rainforest was burnt down and turned to farmland. All these things matter. It's called science. You need input. You need data. You, you, you get data, and then you deal with the data in a scientific way. None of this is happening. Louisiana State University entomologist Timothy Showalter 
who is not an author of the recent report, has studied this forest since the 1990s. The new research is consistent with his data as well as the European biomass studies. It takes these long-term studies with consistent sampling across a long period of time to document these trends, he said. I find their data pretty compelling. I find no data compelling. The study authors also trap unknown lizards, which eat anthropods in the rainforest, and which, by the way, the Anole, the green anole, is what they call chameleons in Florida. They're not chameleons, they're anoles. An old biomass dropped by more than 30%. Some anole species have altogether disappeared from the interior forest. Insect-eating frogs and birds plummeted too. Another research team used mist nets to capture birds in 1990 and again in 2005. Captures fell by about 50%. Garcia and Lista analyzed the data with an eye on the insectivores. The ruddy-quelled dove, which eats fruits and seeds, had no population change. A brilliant green bird called the Puerto Rican toady, which eats bugs almost exclusively, diminished by 90%. The food web appears to have been obliterated from the bottom. It's credible that the authors linked the cascade to anthropod loss. Showalter said, because... You have all these different taxa showing the same trends. Insectivores, birds, frogs, and lizards. But you don't see those among seed-feeding birds. And I'll say it again. You keep burning down the rainforest, it's going to change things. Uh, Don't you think? Bobbidi-bee, Lister and Garcia attribute this crash to climate. In the same 40-year period as the anthropod crashed, the average high temperature in the rainforest increased by 4 degrees Fahrenheit. The temperatures in the tropics stick to a narrow band. The invertebrates that live there likewise are adapted to these temperatures are and fare poorly outside them. Bugs cannot regulate their internal heat. <coughs> it's amazing. <coughs> I have, we have bugs up here at 7,000 feet. <coughs> Not old bugs. We don't have worms, for instance. Yeah, maybe they can. They go underground. A recent analysis of climate change and insects published... No. You cannot go to a country that's burning down the rainforest every day to create farmland for farmers to an un, to the rest of the world. We're not cutting down the rainforest. A recent analysis of climate change and insects published in August in the journal Science predicts a decrease in tropical insect populations. According to an author of that study, Scott Murill, who studies crop pests at the University of Vermont, 
in temperate regions further from the equator where insects can survive a wider range of temperatures agricultural pests will devour more food as their metabolism increases Berlin and his co-authors warned but after a certain thermal threshold insects will no longer lay eggs he said and their internal chemistry breaks down really four degrees Fahrenheit is a much is enough to make them totally kill themselves I, it doesn't sound like a model God graded. The authors of a 2017 study of vanished flying insects in Germany suggested other possible culprits, including pesticides and habitat loss. Anthropods around the globe also have contended with pathogens and invasive species. It's bewildering, and I'm scared to death that it's actually death by a thousand cuts, Wagner said. One of the scariest parts about it is that we don't have an obvious smoking gun here. A particular danger to these anthropods, in his view, was not temperature, but droughts and lack of rainfall. All right, let me, let me bring this up to you. Science has been completely corrupted by fake scientists. People involved in this are trying to prove that man is causing the globe to self-destruct. What's their point? I don't know, other than taking us over, what, they're going to kill hundreds of millions of us off? Don't, I, don't they want us to start eating insects? Yeah, I know, and, and now it turns out we're not going to have them. See, they don't know what they do. This is the salvation of the human race. It would be insect farms. Oh, my God. The insects aren't faring well. Oh, that doesn't work well for the price of eating bugs. Not thinking things through. They don't think things through. They feel their way through. Anyway, Lister pointed out that since 1969, pesticide use has fallen more than 80% in Puerto Rico. He does not know what else could be to blame. See, it's not pesticides. Ah, it's not man-caused. Ah! That must suck. He does not know what else could be to blame. The study authors used a recent analytic method invented by a professor of economics at Fordham University, to assess the role of heat. It allows you to place a likelihood on variable X causing variable Y, Lister said. See, you input variable X and we make it come out what we want in variable Y. So we did that and then five out of our six populations, we got the strongest possible support for heat causing those decreases in abundance of frogs and insects. Of course, because the models are designed to back up global climate warming, which is not happening. If anything, I think the results and caveats are understated, Grade. You're a doofus. The gravity of their findings and ramifications for other animals, especially invertebrates, is hyper-alarming. How about we just wait and see what happens? Rather than let some doofus eye that probably has lower IQ points than you explain to you why we have to give up our way of life Otherwise, the whole globe is going to die. See, this is what happens when you don't believe in God. Why would God allow that unless he wanted it? Well, he might in the end times. I don't know. 
Anyway, uh, <clears throat> especially vertebrates is hyper-alarming, Wagner said, but he is not convinced that climate change is the global driver of insect loss. Oh, thank you. The decline of insects in northern Europe precedes that of climate change there, he said. Likewise, in New England, some tangible declines began in the 1950s. No matter the cause, all the side disagreed that more people should pay attention to the bug copolis. Bug blockers, you're all gonna die! We don't eat bugs, so I don't see why I'll die. And if I have less things eating my plants up here that are bugs, I'll have more food. We have more problems with rodents up here than we do with them. And oh, no, the, lo the locust is a problem, too. Yeah, but... But less of a problem. Right. We have more of a problem with the critters. No, rats. <laughs> Be precise. Every rat wants to eat our food. Berry bush, every rat up here. Tree rats, ground, underground rats eat our food. If you don't cage it, you're not going to eat it. All the way around, too, That's right? what I learned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we're talking uh, rate. My, my new method is I've done two years of experimentation of screaming at rodents. Uh, it's going completely caged in. Raised beds with hardware cloth on the bottom with fencing up and around and screening. No bugs. Nothing gets in. Why don't you just make a greenhouse? Because I don't have that kind of money. Well, and the experiment on our, one of our neighbor's property with the greenhouse completely disintegrated, too, because of the weather and the... No, it's missing a panel. It probably wouldn't be that expensive to fix. No, the one up there completely collapsed. The one up the, by the repo house, remember? Oh, eventually, <laughs> because no one lived there for years. <laughs> And that was a they had that was a really big drift that collapsed that thing. Yep. It was a constant. That's an arch is the strongest thing you can have. If that's gonna go well, everything's gonna go, except a giant triangle. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if we're gonna go to break, it's the Unquad Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. For the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got a place crazy. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Why? Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brando's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look. The plants aren't growing, so I'm pretty sure that the Brando's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Oh, well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. <laughs> okay, look, you want to solve this problem? I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brando's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brando. Yeah, but why do they use them to make Brondo? Because Brando's got electrolytes.
The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456, 800-377-1456, 800-377-1456. That's 800-377-1456. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-515-6302. That's 800-515-6302. If you're suffering from hearing loss, stay tuned for a special offer from the makers of Listen Clear, a revolutionary hearing aid breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Right now, you can try Listen Clear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. Listen Clear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible, too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything, everywhere. So do something about your hearing loss. Call Listen Clear now to get started with your 45-day risk-free hearing aid trial. This special offer won't be available for long, so call Listen Clear now. 800-716-4665. 800-716-4665. We're here 24 hours a day to help. That's 800-716-4665. Okay, and welcome back to the Aguabra Radio Show. Our half of two. And you've been listening, you probably heard some paid commercials. They're kind of hard to miss. We don't get paid to air them, however. So if you're at all interested in the service or product, please call the number in the ad. Or we won't get paid, the ad agency won't get paid, and that's just not good for the future of Internet Talk Radio. And it's a simple way to help support the show. If you're at all interested, please call. There's no obligation to buy. You just have to call the number. 
My job is to get you to call the number. Their job is to sell it to you. If they don't sell it, I still get paid. Thank you so much for all of you out there that have done so. Uh, you've really greatly helped the show the past two months. <clears throat> and again, if at all interested, we do vet them. In fact, we just we're just about to dump two commercial new commercials today <clears throat> um, because when we tried to vet them, it they weren't it didn't work out. So. The good thing is we vet our commercials. We try to find things, service, or products that we think you'd be interested in that actually aren't trying to rip you off. And you can just go there, make the call, and in a simple way, that helps support the show. It, it's uh, it's an easy way. You don't have to spend money to help support the show. I'm not asking you to call just, like, to give us money. I mean, if, if you're at all interested, I said. And you don't know. If you're at all interested, you call that number, they might sell you. And and you might want it. So think about it. All right. But do call the number in the ad. Please write down the number. We always tell you pen and paper on this show. There's so much information we try and give you. And we do want you to check up on us. I don't want you to accept me on blind faith. But I will know that after years of checking up on me, you're going to just see, you're just going to settle back into, uh, he's never been wrong yet. That's what it's called. What? The new veteran stupid thing. Why are you giving me that now? Because I just found it. (laughs) Yeah, the new program's so great. Yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I don't know if I want to talk about it, it's that depressing. But I guess we should have to. Anyway, it's time for the spades. The Frinal Frontier. The Frinal? Frinal. <laughs> like frag, it's a fraggle final. Gotcha. Frinal. <laughs> the Frinal Frontier. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun! From live science. I don't know. I was just in a mood. Where are all the aliens? I don't know. The UN, ask the UN. They have an ambassador to alien life. She, she might know where it is. <clears throat> for decades, you've been searched for the artificial artificial si- signals. What's wrong? Stop it. Yet the spy... <laughs> wow. I gotta comb my tongue. It's a fuzzy tongue. Yet the skies above remained silent. But new research suggests that researchers' investigations have so far not been particularly exhaustive. If the total possible search space were equivalent to the all the water in the Earth's oceans... We have examined only a hot tub's worth of volume. Why do you want to find a superior race uh, in a resource-rich planet like ours? Do you think they might not be out there looking for resources for their society because they burnt up their planet? Oh, didn't think about that. What if they just want to eat us? Didn't think about that. 
the Twilight Zone thought about that back in the in the sixties, man. Uh, catch up. Anything's possible. Why would we want a superior life form that can, is capable of interstellar travel to find us in this particular uh, scientific position we're in right now? You could not fight them. You could, there's nothing we could do to beat them. They could do whatever they want to us. Why do you keep inviting the predator to the table to eat? And then not expecting it to eat. Dumb it. Ever since I was a kid, I thought this was stupid. I was a science junkie. And I knew this was dumb. There's no there's no reason to try and find people that can... It's so far advanced of us that they're going to come here and just go, Oh, we're going to help you. We just want to be here to help you. Is that really the way most species do things? They just, you know, they like Franciscan friars. Just go out to help planets that are inferior. In my experience, they tend to kill what's inferior. Why? Because they can. And they, and if we have something they want, this planet, water, minerals, we have everything. This is this is. God given this is you don't understand how God given this planet is, and you don't understand why I say I I hate eco nuts I do, Enviro Nazis I do. Because I was one of them, not not crazy enough to burn things or stuff, but I I, I was I was on board with that stuff once upon a time until I learned it was BS. It's time to wake up, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of crazy people out there trying to come at us in a lot of different ways to help destroy our prosperity and increase third world prosperity. It is their self-stated goal. Aliens are even worse. So, okay, that was cute. He named it a hot tub. Good for you. In many movies, the galaxy teams with intelligent life forms who zip around on spaceships and produce other obvious signs of their existence. In reality, programs like the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, SETI, the SETI project, I actually wrote a book report on when I was in school as a kid, and I, I pointed out how stupid it was. And I pointed directly to the, uh, <laughs> the teacher was not too pleased. Directly to the TV show The Twilight Zone, to serve with the the show that was called To Serve Man. Everyone assumed that meant they want to serve us and help us, and that, no, it was a cookbook. Love the Twilight Zone. <sighs> Sick. Uh, let's see. Uh, anyway, uh, programs like SETI have encountered no tr noticeable transmissions from another species. That's only because we're very lucky. You could shut up now. <laughs> but bad news. What they've already done is transmitted. It will yep. go throughout the solar system for thousands of years that it takes to reach some 
other destinations. Uh, so the stupidity today could bite us in the backside a thousand years later. Why hadn't anybody made that argument to the idiots that decided to start this program? Well, don't we have, like, roaming satellites throughout the universe, too, that has recordings on it? No. Not satellites, you know, like, whatever they send out there to explore. We sent a a couple of probes we lost. That's about it. Uh, And that's not the problem. The problem is we're constantly transmitting into outer space things we think are relevant. Have they updated it since the 60s, or are they still playing hippie music? Again... Let's take a superior life form, draw them to our planet, hoping that they're beneficial, that they were benefactors and want to help us and not eat us or kill us or enslave us and or take all our minerals and and resources off the planet. Uh, I, I suggest the opposite is true. It's more likely that everything I said is how it would happen. And yet so-called smart people think they know better that no they'll be wondrous when they come here and they'll teach us all new science and is that really the is that human nature oh but it won't be human uh yeah but you think it's their nature any more than it's ours they're superior to us in every way why would they not enslave us Again, God's sending no angels from out of space. The lack of contact was first dubbed the Great Silence by sci-fi author and physicist David Brin in a classic 1983 paper in the Quarterly Journal of Royal Astronomical Society, Nine Strange, comma, scientific excuses for why we haven't found aliens yet. Well, first of all, radio signals take a really long time to transmit into outer space. They are only at the speed of sound, not the speed of light. And therefore, can transmit outer space for 20, 30, 40 years before reaching somebody. And I remember this, by the way, this, this David Brin when I was a, when I was younger, by the way. And I, I disagree with him then. But, um, again, part of the Royal Astronomical Society in Britain is, must be a big problem. Sort of like, you know, the, uh, what was the one I just was talking about that did the global climate change faux pas? Uh, their, they, their emails were hacked and exposed. Anglica? Same thing. They made up a bunch of nonsense. What makes you think the Royal Astronomical Society won't make up a bunch more nonsense? It is often said that we have been looking for 40 years or so, but we still haven't found any signs of extraterrestrial civilization. First of all, sending crap like sitcoms into, into space is no way to introduce yourself to somebody. Uh, and just because they chose not to pay attention doesn't mean they didn't see it. I have no idea. Neither do they. But I'm not seeing the scientific 
back and forth. And what I was doing is what any scientist should be doing when they're saying anything. But what about this? But what about that? And there's also this. And there's also that. You can't just sit there and just, I'm coming to a homogenous conclusion based on my own merit and my own understanding of the universe. That's not science. That's hubris. Anyway, uh, so this idiot, Shubham Kanodia, an astronomy graduate student at Penn State University and co-author of the new paper in the preprint journal Arxiv, which has been submitted to the Astronomical Journal. We wanted to see how much we have looked and how much do we need to look. Stop looking! Or you might find it. You might find a vast evil in the universe and draw it here, you dumbasses. Could you stop playing around with things you obviously don't understand? No, I'm sorry. This is dangerous science. What this could, the ramification of this is unbelievable. This is not a regular science experiment where fruit flies. Oh, this this person frightens me. So anyway, Kanodia, uh, as yeah, I'm not gonna say it that way. I know it's Japanese. I don't care. An astronomy graduate student at Penn State University, co-author of the new paper in the preprint journal Rxiv, which is A R capital X I V, which already leads me to anonymous type figures. Which has been submitted to the Astronomic Journal. We wanted to see how much we looked and how much do we need to look more. Because we're not dead yet. I really want to die and take all of you with me. I'm so this is like a person's thinking about suicide. Researchers see radio telescopes as an obvious instrument to use for such investigations. Because radio waves travel easily through distillate dust, and in certain parts of the radio spectrum, background interference is minimized. It's also slow. The speed of sound is nowhere near the speed of light. See, sound is, what, over 3,000 uh, feet per minute, I think? And the... Light is about 186,000. It's been a long time since even studied this. So, uh, decades. 186,000 uh, feet per second. That's the speed of light. Yeah, I don't know how to remember this stuff either. I learned it back 30 years ago. I have a great memory palace. Important stuff just stick. And science... It's, science and nature has always been my thing. Uh, but, so, before you start saying, I don't like science, I've liked science since I was a kid. I've done nothing but study science since I was a kid. Anyway, researchers see that radio travel easily through dust, and certain parts of the radio spectrum, background interference is minimized, but as a ham radio, for a licensed ham radio person, uh, it's also extremely slow. 
It is the Cosmic Quiet Zone, where we can best listen for a faint whisper across the interstellar expanse, as an article on the SETI Institute's website puts it. Really? Any response to that by advanced life or that want to invade us will not even be picked up till after they invade us, because they have interstellar, interstellar space capabilities, which means... Faster than the speed of light. So the sound, oh, they send a radio signal back and then they head out to kill us. Oh, they could probably wait 10 years before doing that and still beat it to our planet. Again, not thought out. Obvious, why do we have so many progs in science? What is what the they can't their brains are screwed because, up six ways to Sunday because they've invaded every single part of our society and culture. Yeah, but and when politics. it comes to science, they're just stupid. They're just idiots. They're like they're like retar- retards. Good to teach you. Look at what I found. Nah, nothing. I ain't find nothing. No. <laughs> But that's what they've been doing, we said, for 100 years. So here the we left, are. Not scientists. The left scientists have been doing this for a while. Uh, because everything in science is about getting paid for an outcome. And so it fits perfectly with progs. We don't have real science we can trust. We don't have real uh, economy we can trust. We don't have real government we can trust. Uh, think of something. We, it's all fake. It's a whole thing. I'm starting to think we're actually a dream in a giant's mind or something. This is just too stupid to be real. But how much of the skies have researchers scoured for such radio signals? Along with his colleagues, Canodia created a rigorous mathematical framework to analyze past SETI searches. Well, it's just dishes pointed at the vast space, man. What the hell? How do you you maximize that exactly? If you're looking for anybody out there, it's got to be a widespread thing, right? You you just got to make sure everybody can hear it. Otherwise, what's the point? The researchers looked at eight separate parameters, including the amount of sky a telescope search, sensitivity of the searching observatory, and the power... Observatories are visual. This has nothing to do with the SETI program, which is dishes, mass amounts of dishes, sending crap into outer space, hoping for a response. That's SETI. If you weren't informed as a kid, I knew what said he was. So I don't see what the telescope has to do with anything. They concluded that the total possible search space in which a signal could be, could have HID previous SETI searches have examined roughly 5.8 times 10 raised to the minus 18th, or about a quintillionth of the available space, which is itself merely a minuscule part of the huge range of potential bandwidths that scientists could search through. Yes, and could you stop? Nothing good will come from this. 
you're assuming that it, more intelligent life form is more evolved spiritually. N more likely, it's militarily, not spiritually. Again, hope for the best, but plan for the worst. Nobody's planning for the worst. Oh, when they come, we'll just embrace them like when they served man. I blame Holly Weird. Really? Holly Weird, back in the day, put out the Twilight Zone, well, TV, and basically said how stupid this was. I know, but then came E.T. No, that changed nothing. The researchers looked at eight parameters, including the amount of sky, blah, 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 and all this crap. They concluded that, blah... Blah, five ten times, ten times the mind, eight the quillions, and how about blow my brains out? Could you talk more nonsense? And also, close encounters of the wonderful kind. Which is itself merely a minuscule part of the huge range of potential bandwidths. In other words, they're trying to increase the bandwidth. When you say bandwidth, that's um, like when you talk a radio, you change the channel. Okay, that's changing bandwidth. It changed the signal that you're receiving from a spot. That's the bandwidth. So now they want to have cover more of the spectrum because advanced life could possibly understand inferior radio signals that they probably had in before they were advanced. Wow. Do, 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 do. The findings support those who argue that the great silence is merely an artifact of our limited investigations. How many of these scientists would like to get in a ring with me and uh, have some fun? I no, I was. That wasn't my point. The point is, not none of them would want to do that because it's stupid. So why? Are they blatantly trying to attract superior to life to where we are and not thinking they might be bullies? What are the what are the odds that they're not gonna be bullies? My opinion? Astronomical. they interstate travel, they probably go around invading people, stealing resources. That's why they created it state travel because they couldn't get resources on their own planet because they wore it out and then they get it from other planets but they keep doing it the same way so they keep wearing wearing it out and they keep going see even though they're more technologically advanced doesn't mean they're smart nothing they do nothing i described is something that is it is it's really something you can count on every year right as a crop that comes in there's a reason we went from hunting to farming Raising animals, vegetables, stuff for us is much easier to do on your own property than traveling around the woods looking for it. But I have run out of time. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.